0: welcome to word connect with pastor maxwell ogaga a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of god's word for more information and free downloads please visit www.thepastormax.ng let's pray father thank you because i'm anointed to teach and thank you because your people are anointed to receive and together faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus I pray that light and understanding Will come from your word into our hearts In Jesus mighty name we pray So we started this conversation On the parable of the sower And um, whilst uh, Gideon was praying this evening I think there were very strong prayer points On the fact that God wants um, the, His word to transform us. Praise the name of the Lord. That God, the ultimate purpose of us getting into meetings, getting into the word is transformation. And what is transformation? Transformation is that we are changed. Into the image of Christ Praise the name of the Lord That means when we come for fellowship And we come to hear the word One of the key things we need to look at That should be happening in our life Is transforming to becoming the image of Christ So what that means is that if you were somebody who used to be angry a lot or had problems with lust or had problems with stealing all kinds of addictions whatever it is uh problems with depression you know there are some people who are always sad they're never happy um You think that if they get a job They'll be happy to get a job Then they get sad again and all that Uh, The word of God ought to transform you To become like Christ How do you know you're becoming like Christ You ask yourself if Jesus Were to be in this situation How is he going to act I think that's a very important prayer point So we looked at the the parable of the sower And we established that the seed Is the word of God Everybody say the seed I can't hear you say the seed Is the word of God all right, so we are, we agreed that the seed is the word of God. Praise God. Now the seed is the word of God. John six sixty three. The words that I speak unto you, spirit and life. Praise God. Okay, so the seed is the word of God. Now we talked about some characteristics of the seed. So the first thing we said is that the seed is alive. It contains life. We established that on Sunday Every seed contains life What that means is that um, How many of you have um, you, If you grew up in the village And you know it, You have grinding machine now okay, You have blenders, right But if you grew up in the village where they used to grind with uh, stone How many of you had that experience of grinding with stones. Some of you have no clue. Maybe you were born in 1990 something. Okay, so you, that, those places where your parents grinded with stones, if over time you, you look at the base of that place, you see either pepper growing, tomatoes growing or something growing. Now those seeds were not planted intentionally Right, Or if you find where they do all of those things And they throw things away Over time when you come You're going to see the seed growing Now the seed has life Whether it is intentional or unintentional There is life in that seed And we talked about I think I talked to you on Sunday About um, secular music When you hear some secular music long enough Even though you, you are not intentionally listening to them You discover that over time Your heart is going to produce the beats And the dance steps And when you hear the music, you will almost be dancing You know, although it was not intentional It's seed, it contains life So we said the seed contains life Number two, we said the seed Does nothing until it is planted So the word of God will not profit you If it's not planted What that means is, if you just put the Bible under your pillow Or you save the app on your phone It won't change your life, okay Number three, a seed is much smaller Than the plant it produces So A seed might be very small but when it is planted it will produce a big plant it's like a mango seed a mango seed is just this small right and you plant it and then a giant tree comes out it's the same thing with your life the seed of god's word you'll plant in your life will look small but the harvest it will produce will be what will be mega okay so we said a seed Always produce after its kinds. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that he will also reap. You know, we look at this scripture. Put it up. Galatians 6 7. And a lot of times, we just play with this scripture. We, we live our life like we're not going to reap the harvest that we're sowing. Okay? The, the seed, the harvest of the seed was sown. sowing. Don't be deceived. That means a man can be deceived, thinking that there's no seed time and harvest. But actually, there's seed time and harvest. If I keep sowing the word of God in my heart, it will produce a harvest of what I'm sowing. If I sow something else in my heart, it will produce that harvest. Computer scientists, computer uh, programmers will call it garbage in, garbage out. What you program into the computer is what you will get out. The computer is just a... Machine to handle your code The same thing, your heart Your heart is just the machine to handle whatever seed you produce Praise the name of the Lord You know, and that's why sometimes When a man is ignorant And I'll tell you this, if you are single Don't set out in life saying I want one boy, I want two girls I want three girls, I want four boys I want my first child to be a boy Second child to be a girl You're just setting up yourself for necessary Pregnancy and paying hospital bills is enough pressure Don't add the pressure of gender to it I mean, when we got married The first thing I told my wife Is just make sure that the child is a human being If it's, the child is a human being, I'm fine You know, like Do you understand? Because we used to read stories of them That women, one man give birth to uh, Yeah, so Just make sure it's a human being If it's a girl, if it's a boy, it's fine And there was no choice of Whether a boy, whether a girl And funny enough for some of us who have less anxiety about the gender With the ones that now have a boy and a girl Just almost instantly And then you have somebody chasing girls Chasing girls Chasing girls Chasing girls There are stem boys You have somebody chasing boys There are girls. You know life just has a way of pushing the things you are pushing after You know just push them for that Just relax and trust God that you would have a child that would do well And, and that would be fine but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, some men fight the women. and say, oh, it's the woman. But the truth of the matter is that the woman only produces what you give to her. Is that okay? Yeah. Biologically, <laughs> they say, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're only producing, we're not responsible. So you must understand that's all how your heart is. Don't blame your heart for what is in your life. Blame yourself for the seed you sowed. Your heart will produce. It will not know... If this is a bad seed or a good seed This is very important Your heart will produce whatever seed you sow in it Praise God It will not know whether it's a bad seed or a good seed It will just produce it because it was designed As a soil for the production of seed A seed is powerful as the seed begins to grow It will push up dead rocks Whatever the obstacles are God's word planted in your heart Will push them out of the way Listen God's word in your heart is powerful Whatever seed you sow in your heart Is powerful Seeds are powerful They'll grow in a rock They'll grow in a place you thought they'll never grow Why? Because there's power in this Listen If you understand this message You can revolutionize your life You can literally take God's word and start planting it in your heart and you know that in the days to come, your life is going to be transformed. That's why I tell people, whatever you're going through, get into the word, get into the word, plant the seed of God's word, study the word, meditate on the word, listen to the word, get the messages again, fill your heart with the word, fill your heart with the word, faith will arise in you. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, a seed begins its growth in secret. So, a seed will start growing secretly. A seed will start growing secretly, okay? A seed takes time to produce. It's going to take some time. So, it's not like you plant today and then tomorrow you're waiting for harvest. A seed is persistent. A seed is not affected by... uh, A seed is persistent. A seed will stop growing without nourishment. How do you nourish God's Word in your heart? Confessing, declaring, and continuous meditation. Confessing, declaring, and continuous meditation. Inconsistency lies the power. Somebody say inconsistency lies the power. Say one more time. Say inconsistency lies the power. Now, it's something you must understand. We must understand the power of Consistency. Consistently speaking the word Consistently believing the word Consistently declaring the word Is how you nourish the seed of God's word Paul planted, Apollos watered God gave the increase There must be a planting and a watering Praise the name of the Lord Okay uh, Much seeds planted produce a large harvest Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 But this I say, he who sows sparily Will also reap sparingly, And he who sows we will do what? Will reap what? I didn't hear you, will reap what? Bountifully. So, who determines what you reap? You, the sower Praise the name of the Lord It's the sower that determines what you reap The scripture says, let the word of God dwell in you How, how well? Richly What does richly mean? Abundant supply Praise the name of the Lord. The word of God should not just dwell in you sparingly. If you, if you don't have time for the word, you, you just study the word once in a while, you read the word once in a while, you're serious about your spiritual life once in a while, don't be surprised that you're not a spiritual giant. If you pray in tongues once in a while, don't be surprised that you're not a spiritual giant. Why? Because if you reap praying in tongues abundantly, you reap the manifestation abundantly. If you reap sparingly, If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly So ultimately, you are in charge Of how your spiritual growth is Are are you still here? You you are in charge, it's your responsibility Do you want to become a faith giant? Well, get the word of God on the inside Do you want to become a word giant? Well, get the word of God on your inside You know, there are believers who have never read the Bible From Genesis to Revelation They've never completed the Bible Yeah? Some people have never completed the four gospels They've never read Matthew up into John but they read all kinds of things. They read novels. They read, you know, you know, you know, there was a time I don't know if people still have that time now. There was a time when we were in school that big novels were in. But you see, you'll see boys with giant novels, big novels, you know, exchanging novels and reading. People had time to read all of that. You can actually go through the New Testament. Uh, You you just develop a reading program In 30 days, something, 90 days Just go through the word of God Plant the seed of God's word in your heart There are some scriptures right now That if you mention Your people will not know that they are in the Bible Because they've never gone there Because there's no popular scripture there That they read But it's important to plant God's word in our heart Praise the name of the Lord Proverbs chapter 4 I hope I really want Proverbs Chapter 4 I think there are two things we are going to do on midweek Either we are going to extend our service time Or we are just going to take prayers And start teaching We are going to do something But this time is not working Because before I open my Bible It is 7 o'clock Proverbs chapter 4 And verse what 20, 20 Not 20, 20 Proverbs four 20, 20. My son give attention to my words incline your ear to my sins do not let them depart from your side that means you can let them depart but don't do it right right keep them where in the midst of your heart Can you see two responsibilities you have there? What are the two responsibilities? Number one, don't let them depart. Number two, keep them. Can you see a responsibility right there? I don't let the word of God depart from my sight. I keep it in the midst of my heart. So I have a responsibility about the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their bodies. So they are light to those who find them and health to all their body. The word health there is the is Hebrew word pharmakia, which actually is the, is, is the root word from which the word pharmacy is taken, or pharmaceutical. And what it actually means is that it is medicine to your flesh. And God revealed this to a man called Derek Prince many years ago, and Derek Prince um, had a skin disease, a terrible skin disease that the doctors had given up on him. It was a, a terrible state of eczema, like, like, you know, like the real eczema, solid one, right? Like, tough one, nothing worked. And God revealed this to him And he began to declare that word over his life Day in, day out Day in, day out And in, in about six months He began to actually take it He called the book When the testimony shared God's medicine bottle That was the title He began to take the word of God As he would take tablets Morning, afternoon, evening Morning, afternoon, evening Morning, afternoon, evening He did that for six months And his skin totally Was totally healed Dodie Austin, the mother of Joel Austin, the 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 son of John Austin. John Austin is the founder of Lakewood Christian Center. His son, Joel, took over the church. Joel used to be the TV used to be behind the cameras for his dad. The day his dad died, uh, the Sunday after his dad died, they asked him to preach his first message. Never really preached. And I mean it's just amazing the grace of God upon the life of Joel Austin. Now, uh, Joel Austin's mother, Dodie Austin, was diagnosed with a life-threatening cancer and she was given 30 days to live she took over 40 healing scriptures stayed on them morning afternoon evening morning afternoon evening morning afternoon evening morning afternoon evening what was she doing she was sowing the word of god bountifully and you know what happened she reaped a bountiful harvest till today Doddy austin is still alive praying for the sick even though the husband is gone i mean she stored up so much divine life in her that she is not dying Kenneth Hagen, brother Hagen, at the age of seventeen, was was, was given three days to leave. And he, he just started reading the word of God. The Baptist preachers who came said, well, nothing. You, you know, we prepare him for death. And he started reading the word of God. He came to Mark eleven twenty three. You will have what you see. And that revelation came up in his spirit. He started confessing his health. Brother Hagin died in 2003, March. 2003, March. March, right. Because we know that was February. March, 2003. He lived to be 83 years old. And as of the time he recovered, by the time he went into ministry, Brother Hagin never had a headache until he died. What happened? The fullness of the divine life. Praise God. Praise God. And I can give you testimonies and testimonies of people who took a hold of God's word. Creflodola. Creflo Dollar. was diagnosed with prostate cancer. Yeah, Creflo Dollar was diagnosed with prostate cancer. I was given a couple of months to live. I'm not sure what the exact dates are. Got into the Healing Word. Got the whole hall of lot of healing tapes. Started listening to the Word. Started listening to the Word. Started listening to the Word. Confessing the Word. In the midst of confessing the Word, God told him, "Don't call it your cancer. Just don't give it a name. Just call it it." <laughs> and the wisdom of God came. They went and completely healed from cancer. Why am, am I giving you these examples? Get the word of God on your inside Get the word of God on your inside Went to the doctor When we were, supposed to, when we were about to have caries And they told us we had, She had fibroid and It was going to be an issue for the baby We stood on the word of God for 14 days we took God's word Planted the word of God in our heart Morning, afternoon, evening We declared the word Went back for the, for the scan Came out completely good Caries is here Praise the name of the Lord For they are life to those who find them and health to all what? Your body If you will stick to God's word You can get your healing Praise the name of the Lord But you know what we do? We read the word I'm healed I'm healed You feel the pain I'm not sure <laughs> We plant, we are fruit. We plant, we are fruit. We plant, we do what? We are fruit. Praise the name of the Lord Okay Let me give it, as an example of you are sick Plant verses of healing and health on your body Psalm 107 verse 20 Quickly we're gonna close some few minutes after seven thirty today. Psalm what one oh what seven and verse twenty. And let me tell you something very important. Uh, who said this now? Who said this? Who said this? Who said this? Who said this? Christ the healer, FF Boswat. FF Bosworth said Believers feed on three hot meals every day and feed their spiritual life on one cold mm. one cold snack a week. And they expect to be faith giants. What happens? All through the week, you're conscious about your food, your health, your smoothies, your vegetables, your, your meat. You're, you're just big in the kitchen. And then some people end up in some dead churches on Sunday morning and hear one cold snack. And they expect to be faith giants. And ever Bosworth said, feed along the lines of healing and faith. Every day that you have opportunity because the day will arise where you will either need it for yourself or for someone else. You know, I'm amazed at how the coronavirus thing is just shutting down the world. Like just, damn, just, even for churches, it's not exempted, right? My friends in Ghana just called me, been declared for four weeks, there should be no public gathering. So churches can't hold in Ghana. And uh, in South Africa, you can't have a service of more than 100 people. My dad is in South Africa right now, but he's, 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 he's going to fly back on Thursday because his meetings, he has gone for their, their large meetings and most of them have been cancelled. You know, it shows the futility of this world. It shows the futility of this world. So the issue of divine health is not because you have a good medical insurance. Are you following what I'm saying? So you feed along the lines of healing. Don't wait for a virus. And I'm so... so you know, everywhere on Facebook now, we are immune in Psalm 91. Everybody is just remembering Psalm 91. It's fear. It's fear. You know, you know is that what I'm saying? It's just the fear that comes from... If you... If you've, I mean... If, you've, if you put the word of divine health in your heart, your response will be different. Your response will be different. Absolutely. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. Um, Isaiah 55. Let's look at this. Now. But I mean, we're we believing God together and trusting the Lord that this virus is going to just disappear from where it came in the name of Jesus and just set the world free. My friends in churches in Italy, they can't have meetings. Everybody's doing Facebook streaming. You know, some believers like that. So I won't go to church again Just stream I watch from the comfort of my home The devil is a liar You <laughs> have to go to church Psalm 55 verse 10, For as, it, as the rain And the snow come down from heaven And do not return there Without watering the earth And making it bare and sprout And furnishing seed to the sower And bread to the eater So So what? Come on now So will my word What? Be Which goes forth from my mouth. Did you see this? Now I want to show you something very clearly here. Listen very carefully, I don't miss this. It says, Just as the rain falls and it doesn't return to me voice, so will be my word which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. Without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. So it means God's word can be sent on a matter. Right. Right. You can send God's word backed up with a desire. Are you following this now? Come on, are you following this now? So it says, The word is not going to return to me. Void. Okay, let's read something. Hold your place there. Go with me to um, Psalm 107, verse 20. Hold your place in Isaiah 55. Go to Psalm 107, verse 20. It says, I sent or He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from that destruction. What did God send? I can't hear you. What did God send? His word. Listen very carefully. That means. Let's say, I'm Jesus, and I want to heal my brother. I go straight to my brother and lay hands on him. He gets healed. That's me, Jesus, laying hands. Right. And Jesus sends his word, and he heals him. That means that the word will do the same thing Jesus will do if Jesus was physically present. Am I right? Do you understand that? the word will accomplish exactly 100 percent what jesus will accomplish in your life if jesus was living with you in the same room so the word will not return empty go back to isaiah 55 (coughs) the word will not return empty it will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent And it will not come back without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Now, many years ago, I was in 300 level then, and God gave me a revelation of this scripture, that the word of God can be sent on a matter, and it will succeed in the matter for which it it was sent. What do I need to do? When I discover an area of my life where I need the word of God to get a work, I take God's word, I put it in my mouth, I speak it, because that's the process of planting it, I speak it forth, because it's God's word, it will not return to me without accomplishing the purpose for which I sent it, and on the matter... On the matter which we have sent it It will not return empty without fulfilling it So that means You can send the word of God regarding your marriage You can send the word of God regarding your children Praise God You can send the word of God regarding your finances And it will not return empty It will fulfill what God wants it to fulfill Praise the name of the Lord Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled God watches his word then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. So God watches over his word. Whoa, God watches over his word. If there is one thing I can do for you that will help your Christian life, it is to make you fall in love with the word of Almighty God. Just fall in love with the word. Read the word. Meditate on the word. Ask the word. Speak the word. And it will prosper your life. Glory to God. A seed has the power to penetrate the hard places in our lives, break them open, start to grow, and change us as a result. A seed is a living thing. When planted, it will produce results. A seed is a living thing. When planted, it will produce results. I like this. A seed is a living thing. And when planted, it will do what? It will produce results. Result. Praise the name of the Lord Okay, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 How do you plant the seed of God's word? And then we we'll go to the next verse Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 Very popular verse of scripture You know, if, if you were God And Moses had died And Joshua was to lead the children of Israel Into the land of Canaan What, what do you think you're going to tell Joshua to do? Military strategy, praise God Watch some Terminator movies Alright Watch some Rambo movies. Make sure he pays attention to how Terminator kills everybody, right? Because we don't think that the Word of God has enough power. You know, you know. Sometimes you talk to believers and you say, "Well, let's let's pray and believe God. Let's stand on His Word." You say, "Pastor, we have done that. We 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 came to see if you know somebody." I don't know anybody. (laughs) Praise God. You know when I was growing up my dad told me something He said you know I don't know anybody In this life He said so live your life in such a way that I will not need to know anybody for you to be successful You know when I went To look for admission I, I don't know maybe they say where Nigeria is better at Nigeria. I don't know whatever people say You know when I went to for admission my dad didn't follow me He said oh my name appeared He said okay when are you going I said oh, the other person His father went with him He said my own father didn't go with me I'll take you to the park. Put in a, when you go there. Say ask. Is anybody who asks will never miss this way? Ask where's the admission board? Go there. Look at where the names. If I keep asking, you know, sometimes our dependency on humans frustrates the grace of God on our lives. So some of us never experience real miracles. You don't. You have never experienced what it means to trust God and see something come, out. because immediately you start trusting. That anxiety of calling, sir, sir. Sorry, it's me sir. You start to call today That thing, you know That, that thing is, is strong It pushes you even when faith is saying relax You say let me just call After all, heaven help those who help themselves Since James chapter 40 verse 4 Heaven does not help those who help themselves Heaven help those who rely on God Are you following what I'm saying? I mean you have to be proactive about life But ultimately your trust has to be on God and His word This book of the Lord Shall not depart from your mouth But you shall meditate on it How many times? I didn't hear you how many times? Day and night night, So that you may be careful to do what? To do according to how many things? How many things? All All that is written in it For then what will happen to you? You who will make your way prosperous? Who will make your way prosperous? So honest question If your way is not prosperous today Who is responsible? You're responsible It's not God It's not the word It's not the devil I'm not You are Not your uncle Not your father Not your mother Not witches You are Because If witches were responsible For keeping your life down If you had meditated on the word You will know that you have power over them So it's not their fault That they are oppressing you every night It's your fault that you're ignorant Right Yeah if it is, the, if it is uh, Destiny Delaying Demons D-D-D <laughs> D, Destiny Delaying Demons D-D-D yeah, 3D If you have 3D Demons after your life And you get into the Word of God He will tell you that you have power over the 3D Demons Right? Maybe we should do a series like that 3D <laughs> You understand that? So what am I trying to say? So even if it is something spiritual affecting your life It is your ignorance that is causing that thing to happen to you So it's still well down to the fact that If you will meditate on the word day and night You will make your way prosperous And you will have good success So this is how you plant the seed of God's word You take God's word, you meditate on it day and night You observe to do what is written in it You act on the word, that's important Acting on the word is planting the word Not just knowing the scriptures of head. So you act on the word. The word says, walk in love. You say, Father, in the name of Jesus, the love of God is shed abroad in my heart. You go out, and your neighbor does everything to get you upset. That's the process of planting the word right now. What do you do? You don't go back and say, well, I want to show you my real self. No, you don't have a real self. Your real self is the love work. I want to tell you my mind. No, you don't have your own mind. You don't have the mind of Christ. Right? You see, the challenge is every opportunity where we need to act on the word We don't want to act on the word because, because acting on the word is going to make you look foolish I'll tell you the truth You know, sometimes when you walk in love Hey man, even in your heart You're like, oh God, just God, just, just last chance Jesus, let me just I will not do it again It's like when uh, David Went to see Saul And he saw Saul there And you could have killed him his servant says, Just leave him. One blue And the blood will be on my head. And he said, No. So I'll not touch the Lord's anointed. Right. Or well, when he came to arrest Jesus on the day of his crucifixion, Peter woke up from sleep, caught Mark's ear. <laughs> he couldn't restrain himself. He looked spiritual, but he wasn't. Because. Few minutes after that, a young girl asked him and said, You were with Jesus. Do you realize Peter? The one the Catholic Church respects so much. Peter. Peter himself. Piro, Piro He denied Jesus flat. He didn't deny Jesus square. He did it flat. There was no single evidence. It was a small girl, not a big girl. Small girl. It's like, I think you were with Jesus. Not me. <laughs> and this was the one that said, art Christ, the Son of the Living God." You know, many times in our life, eh, people comes there and our ah, church member deceive me. Even eh, boys and girls, don't think everybody who sits in church If eh, he comes there he wants to marry you because he listens to me every Sunday. He's a good person. Try them out. You know, because proclaiming doesn't mean you're living the life. The man said, you are Christ. Ah, Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But the next moment, he said, you will not go to the cross. Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Can you see Peter's life? Like Peter always had Satan talking, God talking, Holy Spirit talking, his mind talking. Just, uh, he just talked all the time. But that's why the Holy Spirit came. Because when the Holy Spirit came upon the life of Peter on the day of Pentecost, it brought stability to him. And from that day onwards... We find only one trace about Peter's life Consistent work with the Lord So if you find a believer who is still very inconsistent They haven't truly encountered the person of the Holy Spirit Once you encounter the person of the Holy Spirit In fact, I was thinking back some two months And and the Lord was putting that very strong in my heart That we don't teach about the Holy Spirit as much as we should teach in church So most people don't even understand who the Holy Spirit is But if you really have an encounter with the Spirit of Christ, what is going to happen? It will set your life on a very stable mode. Praise the name of the Lord. So how do we plan the Word of God? We put it in our heart. We meditate on it. How many times? How many times? That's very important. Day and night. We don't hold back. We don't say, well, I've done my devotion. No, 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 no. Day and night. Just get scriptures all the time. Have a scripture you're always meditating on. Have a scripture you're confessing. Praise the name of the Lord. And don't just confess the nice words. My gosh, I supply my need according to His riches in, glory, uh, riches in glory by Christ Jesus. No. Also confess the fact that sin has no dominion over me. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm patient. I'm kind. I'm loving, kind. And I'm long-suffering. I, 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 I walk in the love of God. You know, confess those words. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus? Okay, let me show you something here. Uh, Let me see how I can do this now. Let's go to... Now, you know, we're dealing with the parable of the sower, right? So we've read up to when he said the seed is the word of God. So let's just start at the point where he started uh, talking about the sower and interpreting it. So Mark chapter 13 verse 4, like I said, the parable of the sower appears three times. Mark 13, Mark 4, sorry, Matthew 13 Mark 4, Luke 6. So in Matthew, I'm just going to read quick. Matthew 13, 4, it says, As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the beds came and ate it up. So as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. As he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the beds came up and ate them up. Mark 4, 4. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Okay, so, Matthew says the same thing, right? That the birds came, as he was sowing the seed, the fell on the road, the birds came and ate it up. Matthew said that. Mark said that. Let's look at how Luke wrote his own. Luke 8.5 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say amen if you are here. All right, let's go to Luke chapter eight, verse five. Good. So you find out that Matthew, Mark, and Luke write the same parable, but they have different uh, kind of variations in their writing. So we read Matthew, we read Mark. Now let's look at Luke. Luke gives us a bit more insight, and, and Luke, um, church history tells us, is a medical medical doctor. So sometimes, especially when you When you uh, read about some healings in the Gospels, Luke is a bit more explicit. Because he kind of understands what is going wrong, right? For instance, if you meet a doctor, and you say, doctor, I have... You know, what came to my mind. I didn't say, doctor, I run in those. I didn't say, it's coronavirus. No, <laughs> doctors are say, it's coronavirus. Well, you know, regular symptoms, my body's hot, and then we're going to say, I have fever. How many, how many of you have observed that anybody you talk to, and you ask them, what's wrong with you? They say, I have fever, I have malaria. Right. Because that's what the layman knows. You know, it's the doctor that will not classify kinds of fever. Loss of fever, high fever. You know, high fever is very funny. It makes you say things you don't want to say when you don't want to say them. And do things you don't want to do. So Luke is a bit more explicit in his description. So Luke says, Then the sower went out to sow the seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road. Now Matthew and Mark talks about them falling by the road. So everything with Matthew and Mark agrees on the first phase. The sower went out to sow the seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the roadside. Now, when you stop at that by the roadside, comma right there, in Matthew and Mark, they talked about the beds of the air coming... And eating it up. That's what Matthew and Mark says. But Luke gives us an understanding of what that means. He says, "And some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot." So Luke gives us a different perspective of why it was easy for the birds of the air to come pick it up, because when the seed came, it was trampled underfoot. The King James Version uses the word trodden. Now that word in the Greek means to be careless. To trample out of carelessness. Like, this, this doesn't mean anything. You just put it out and you trample on it. And so, what do we learn from this? If we don't receive the word of God with reverence and honor, if we receive the word of God carelessly, what's going to happen? It will be easy for Satan to come steal it. So, it's, why I read this is that, don't just look at it like, if the word of God is sown in my heart, Satan has the power To just come and take the word from my heart. No. If Satan has the power to just come and take the word from our heart. It means like we are almost powerless. Right? Like we are almost... Cannot control. So, I can as well just say, well, you know what, Pastor? All the message you have been praying the last two years, not my fault. When I walk out of this door, Satan just comes. And it's not my fault. Why? Because the Bible says the beds of the air come and they eat it up. But that's not what happens. It says it was trampled underfoot, foot. Right? So, the word trample underfoot in the Greek, it actually means to disdain. To reject with disdain. To trample. It is to reject. It is to look at the word of God and like, ah again, righteousness again. Give him again. Seed again. Word, word, word. Tell us something else. That's this thing. If you approach the word of God from that perspective, what's going to happen? It will be easy for Satan to take it out of your hand. I'll give you an example. If I, if I, if I, if I give you this microphone, right? This, this is my mic. Okay. If I give you this microphone, right? Now, because this is my mic, it's, it's specially held. You know, they take care of it properly. Uh, uh, nobody gets led in the spirit by the back up and say, I want to use this mic. The spirit don't lead them that way because it's my mic. It's, it's not the spirit's mic. It's my own. All right. Now, if I give you and you don't know that it's my mic, right? I just come and give it to you. You probably hold it carelessly. You probably keep it with all other mics. It's easy for somebody to come and pick it up. Okay, now but if I If you know, oh this is pastor's mic And I give you, even if you are not conscious You just want to, where can I drop it first What's happening In giving you first There is an approach to reception And that's what I want you to observe There is an approach to reception And whatever you value You hold strongly Whatever you don't value You hold what? loosely, exactly, carelessly you should be the pastor of this church carelessly, right, so that's what happens when we get the word of God and we don't hold it with reverence it's easy for Satan to come and steal it out of our heart And, and then if the word is not in your heart it's not going to produce result so you know why some of our lives are not producing result there's no word, it's been stolen Okay, so and the birds of the air come and eat it up. Okay. Uh, so, trampled. Right? Uh, so, I watch football. I like football. But this season is... You know, the only season that Liverpool should win the league, the virus came. So, I'm just hoping they will make an announcement. and say, all results have been nullified. Let's try again next. I'll share testimony here. Okay. So, so, I watch football. And I watch football... I'm a bit passionate about football, so um, so when I'm watching football, for instance, you know, then you hear my wife who say, "Take it easy, take it easy," because I'm following the guys. I'm trying to help them, like you know, like their spiritual father, just making sure that passes are in the right places. Now, I've got friends who watch tennis like that. They watch tennis and they're <clears throat> I'm like, guy, relax. It's not as serious as that. You know, they feel the same way about football. So you discover that the way both of us watch, if they are watching table tennis or lawn tennis, I um, I watch it with disdain. I watch it like, if you like, you win; if you like, you don't win. Whenever you guys are done, can we watch something else? And when I'm watching football, it's the same thing with them. Why are 22 men running after this ball? You know, and then your club scores, and you're like, "Wow, yeah!" I'm like, who score? <laughs> don't watch football with any of those people yeah? Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, that's the method of reception So you realize something, right? That So I'm watching football And then my wife goes across the TV She's trying to pick something she, she goes across the second time You know, patient I move to long suffering She's going across the third time I say, eh, pick whatever you want to pick Don't come this way again What's happening? I'm guarding my view I don't want to miss I will not describe at the end, but I want to participate in the passes. What's happening? I'm, I'm, I'm not watching that football with disdain. I, I don't know if you understand. I'm trying to explain something to you. I'm watching it. So anything that goes across. I'm careful of it. So, maybe my wife wants to iron. She's going this way. Then I go this way and I sit here. Right? Because I want to have a full view. Then she's coming this way. Then I come it. After I say, well, you know what? Just go this way, right? And I sit in front of the TV. Why? Because I want to pay attention. It's the same way we should treat the Word of God. That's why sometimes I don't get it when I'm teaching the word And people are distracted You're not paying attention Because if you are paying attention You will want to catch every single thing All my examples make you understand the word All my mannerism makes you understand the word Are you following what I'm saying? Now, some people listen to to the audio tapes And they hear people laugh Right? Sometimes they don't know why we laugh the way we laugh Because I might say something that's funny But it's the mannerism that actually carries the fun Not what I say are you following what I'm saying? So it's important for us to understand that God wants us that if Satan will not steal the word from our heart, there should be a way we receive the word of God. Now Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1. I'll show you something there. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1. Thank you Lord Jesus. Are you still here? Hebrews 2 1. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. For this reason, look at this. We must pay much closer attention to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away from it. That word drift is used as sleep. In, 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 in the King James Version it says, so that we do not sleep. S-L-I-P. And it's the Greek word parereo. Now, the Greek word "parerio" means we are not careless about it. Right? It's almost the same word Not the same, but it's almost the same word Used for trodden On the feet It shows that level of callousness so, so Paul says, listen, we've heard these teachings You've heard the teachings of righteousness, For instance All the time, we have to remind ourselves about confession How many of us have heard the teachings about confession, right? You have what you say, you have what you say How many times do we have to remind ourselves Don't say what you don't want Because after a while, you just start talking like everybody else you have to remind yourself. If not, it's slipping. You're becoming careless with confession. There's an example my wife used to give all the time. I, I don't remember all the examples. Because my wife has got some very unique stories that are unique to her. And, uh, but then, the guy was trying to make an example out of this guy. You know, like, if you were a poor person. And the person said, no, 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 no. Use somebody else. It is just an example. He said, yes. But even in the example, I cannot be poor. Do you understand? Like, it, it, do, do you get... He was so conscious... Of the fact that no, I don't want to be in that example. That's how we should be conscious of our words. Don't say what you don't want to have. Say Mark eleven twenty-three, you shall have what you say. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. Now uh, go to now. Uh, okay. Go to the explanation of this, the way Jesus explained it. Luke eight twelve. Luke eight twelve. Okay, no, no 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 no. Go to Mark 4.15 So we're going to see how Jesus explains all of this Just give me 10 minutes there about Mark 4.15 Jesus is explaining this now Are you still here? Mark 4.15 These are the ones who are beside the road Where the word is sown And when they hear the word Immediately Satan comes and takes away the word Which has been sown in them Now listen very carefully Don't ever miss this Satan's attack on your life is on the word When Satan attacks your health is to get you to doubt the word that God used. When Satan attacks your finances, so the ultimate goal of Satan is what? Come on, everybody say the word. word. That's what Satan wants. Okay. Now, Matthew explains it a lot better, and then Luke finalizes it. So let's go to Matthew thirteen nineteen. Matthew 13, 19. Thank you Lord Jesus Matthew thirteen nineteen. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom And does not understand it So fine, Matthew asks something Here It means that you can't just hear the word And Satan will just come and steal it Right, so Satan will steal it Number one, if we're callous about it Am I right? Come on, talk to me in church Am I right? Number two If we don't understand it so what's the purpose of teaching? To make people understand If you understand what I'm trying to teach you tonight Satan cannot take it from you That's why you should listen to the tapes again So you can understand it It says so When anyone hears the word of the kingdom And doesn't understand it The evil one comes and says What has been sown in his heart This is the one on whom the seed was sown Beside the road Again Luke is a bit more detailed Now go to Luke chapter 8 verse 12 Two more scriptures And yeah, we'll be good Luke eight twelve. Look at it. Those beside the road are those who have heard. Then the devil comes. So the birds of the air cause the devil. And takes away the word from their heart. What's the reason? So that they will not believe and be saved. So you see why it says that uh, attacks the word. Here is if I teach you on healing. Listen to this now. Right? So you add, add Matthew and Luke. If I teach you on healing. So you're right here. Right? So I teach you on healing. You don't understand it Okay, so I teach you on healing You're careless about it You don't understand it Right? Satan takes it away Because if you believe You'll be healed Right? So how do we stop the work of Satan right there? You come to church And I'm teaching you the word And you are paying close attention And I'm trying my best to explain the word to you. And you're trying your best to understand also. And you understand it. And if you understand it, Satan comes. Your understanding builds conviction on you. He can't take the word away from you. You believe the word and then you are healed. Are are you following this now? So in all of these operations of God, Satan and man, you decide... Who's going to finally have the final say in your life? If I receive the word and I'm paying attention and I try to understand the word and I believe the word, if I believe the word and I do the word, Joshua one eight, I will be saved. Salvation, there is soteria total deliverance, healing, prosperity, whatever. Let's look at two examples. First Thessalonians two thirteen. Let will do one more scripture. Are you understanding this? Say Amen if you are. I can't hear you say amen if you are. That's beautiful. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 For this reason, we also constantly thank God. Look at this. Look at this, everybody. Look at this. That when you receive the word of God, the word received there in the Greek is lambano. It means to take a hold of and make it personal. Glory to God. It means to stretch out and to catch it and make it yours. So he says for this reason We also constantly thank God That when you lambano the word of God Which you heard from us So we understand something Even though God said uh, I sent my word And he heals you He's going to send that word through men Ephesians 4 It's men that are going to preach that word Right For you accepted it not as the word of men So didn't just say well That's what preachers say Ah, don't mind them. That's what they say. God will supply. God will supply. You know, I read some very funny things. People say, uh, when members need money, they will say uh, they should trust God. When pastors need money, they will say members should give. You know, when you read all of those things, after a while, you will grow, you will, you will become very scornful about spiritual things. You become very scornful. You will begin to disdain spiritual things. Look at this. You accepted it not as a word of men. But for what it really is, the word of God, which does what? Which also performs its work in you who do do what? Believe. Let me have the King James Version. King James Version. It works in you. It performs its work. But the first thing is that... What's that? But we have bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Because, no, 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 no. What are you putting up there? First Thessalonians two thirteen. So the guy was projecting and not understanding. 1 Thessalonians 2 13. First Thessalonians 2.13 first first Thessalonians For this reason we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God which you heard from us you welcomed it not as the word of man but as it is in truth the word of God which also, this is what I like effectively works in you who believe the message translation it works in the man who believes but the man who believes must first be the man who understands the man who understands must first be the man who does what? who receives the word with honor and now we look back on all this and thank God. An well of thanks. When you got the message of God, we preached, You didn't pass it off just as one more human opinion. I like this. Didn't you just say, "Well, living in divine health, that's just pastor's opinion. Living in prosperity, that's just pastor's opinion. Living in holiness, that's pastor's opinion. No man is righteous by God. Or like God, we are just clay. You know, when you start putting all of those things that makes you comfortable with sin. I'm just a human being. Are you perfect? No. (laughs) We are not perfect. So why do you choose imperfection? Do you recognize that the scripture says, Be holy even as your father in heaven is holy? God will not tell you to do what you cannot. Isn't it amazing how we believe this portion of scripture We come to this portion, I don't believe it, we'll go on to the next. You know, everybody who solves easy mathematical questions will never pass his exam effectively. Because in exams, only the easy ones will not come out. Okay. When you got the message of God we preached, you didn't pass it up just as one human opinion, but you took it to heart as God's true word to you. Which it is God himself At work in you who believe You know I like the message translation It says God itself At work in you who believe Other translation says The word works effectively In those who believe You know why? Because God and his word Is one They're one So when you believe the word You've believed God And when the word is working in you It is God working in you To produce the effect of that word So if you plant the seed of God's word In your heart You're actually planting God More and more and more and more In your heart To produce results Praise the name of the Lord question. In. Acts 17.11 Praise God Okay, Acts 17.11 and we're done They were treated a lot better than they, they were treated a lot better There than in Thessalonica The Jews received Paul's message with enthusiasm I like it, excitement about it Enthusiasm And met with him daily Examining the scriptures To see if they supported what he had said Give me the New American Standard Bible Now these were more noble minded Than those in Thessalonica For they received the word with great eagerness Eagerness, eagerness, eagerness Examining the scriptures daily To see whether those things were so How does a man receive the word And plant it strong in his heart Receive it like the Berean believer First of all when the word is coming Receive it with excitement Receive it with eagerness Stretch out your mind and receive it And you know what Have a note Go back home Examine everything I've taught Alongside God's word and you know when you're doing that, you know what's happening? You're planting the seed of God's Word. Praise the name of God. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email. Info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.